0: From the world's greatest library of film classics, we proudly present Greta Garbo, John Barrymore, Joan Crawford, Wallace Beery, and Lionel Barrymore in Grand Hotel. But first, a word from our sponsor. If you smoke the modern way, don't be fooled by phony filter claims. In
1: 1916, America was changing, expanding, holding a promise of new prosperity. People heard the call and it made them restless. Empires were being built in the wide open spaces. And so they came. Each one oldly, blindly searching for the Days of Heaven. Days of Heaven. The story of a man who had nothing. The woman who loved him. <laughs> and the man who would give her everything for a share of that love
2: you know what i thought when i first saw you i thought if only i could touch her and everything would be all right
1: three people whose destinies joined briefly in a dream but how long could it last the days of heaven
3: Hey folks, it's me, your old pal Will, coming at you with a vinyl Movie of the Month. That's right. We are continuing our alphabetical journey through soundtracks in my collection. This time it happens to be Days of Heaven, the 1978 feature film by Terrence Malick, starring Richard Gere, Brooke Adams, Sam Shepard, Linda Manns, and others. Uh, it has an awesome soundtrack um, composed by Ennio Marconi, uh, with contributions by Leo Kotke and Doug Kershaw. Uh, we'll get to some of that information later. Um, but uh, yeah, this is uh, Malik's second feature film, uh, his first being Badlands, uh, one of my favorite time all-time films uh, from 1973, starring, ooh, the heck, now I'm totally blanking, Martin Sheen and Warren Oates, and, of course, the great C.C. Spacek. Let's just jump right into the soundtrack, shall we, since it's just me here, your old pal Will.
0: Brother, well, it just used to be me and my brother. We used to do things together. He's used to have fun. We used to roam the streets. There was people suffering a pain and hunger. Some people, their tongues were hanging out of their mouth. He used to juggle apples. He used to amuse us. He used to entertain us. In fact, all three of us been going places. Looking for things, searching for things. Going on adventures. this way
3: All right, welcome back to vinyl That was side one of Terrence Malick's Days of Heaven soundtrack. Um, that is, started off with The Aquarium from Sensen's Carnival of Animals. Uh, probably very familiar, uh, familiar to many of you. Been used um, ad infinitum in many, many things. Uh, and also mimicked in many things as well. We had a little bit of dialogue from Linda Manns called We Used to Do Things. We had a little piece by Leo Kotke. Enderlin is the name of the song. Then we heard uh, Harvest, Threshing, Happiness, and the Honeymoon all composed and conducted by Ennio Morricone. And we heard the Swamp Dance from Doug Kershaw. Um, some of you listeners of Vinylomatic will recall some other Awesome Doug Kershaw tunes, or renowned by Doug Kershaw tunes, such as Diggy Liggy Low. Uh, That was a pretty catchy number in and of itself. Uh, A little bit more information about the film. Um, Shot in beautiful 70mm with double six track stereo. I was lucky enough to see a um, 70mm reprint of the film a number of years ago. So beautiful. Um, and I'm not going to really get into the plot like I normally would, because um, I kind of want you to see the film if you haven't seen it already. It's it's um, pretty amazing, but uh, it does start off with gear um, in Chicago uh, as a manual laborer and um, has an altercation with his boss and uh, flees with his girlfriend and her sister. Her, yeah, I think it's her sister. I'm blanking now. But anyway... Um, Off they go to the uh, Texas panhandle and start up new lives as uh, farmhands, basically. Uh, And that's where we meet Mr. Sam Shepard, who is a uh, farmer that uh, hires them who may or may not be dying, we're not sure. But um, we'll leave it at that. Uh, Check it out if you haven't already seen it. And um, let's jump into side two. Welcome back. We got side two started off with The Return, which was followed by The Chase, and it was followed up by The Fire, and then it was followed up by Ashes and Dust, and rounding things out, Days of Heaven, all those pieces were uh, Ennio Morricone pieces. Uh, Some interesting information about the film. I believe uh, Malik started shooting it in either 75 or 76. Uh, It took a rather long time for them to film. Malik was definitely interested in getting a certain um, rural sense, uh, not rural, American farm sense. What am I trying to say? Um, Basically, wanted to use lots of natural light um, and inspired by a number of painters who worked with uh, light quite remarkably, um, such as Andrew Wyeth and Edward Hopper. To name a few. Uh, he got some awesome cinematographers to work on the project. Uh, Mr. Almendros and uh, Pascal Wexler. Um, they would shoot largely at uh, what's referred to as Golden Hour, which um, those of you who are into photography or film probably know that uh, Golden Hour is actually like half hour maybe tops of uh, ambient light that happens when the sun goes down. But it's not dark yet. Uh, it gives a very uh, amazing look and it's very evident in the film that uh, that painstaking aspect is well paid off. Uh, another interesting thing that happened was uh, it took almost three years for Malik to edit the film. It wasn't really until um, he decided to use uh, a narrative much like he did in Badlands uh, using uh, Linda Mann's doing the narration. Uh, fortunately, he was saved a little bit by uh, infamous uh, producer Bert Schneider, um, who was able to put up some of his own money as a lien to get things in uh, on the budget that Paramount wanted. Was it Paramount? I think it was Paramount, wasn't it? Uh, but this was about the time too that uh, Paramount was switching over from being sort of a Maverick studio to being uh, a corporate entity, which uh, this sort of a thing that we are all so familiar with these days. Uh, and uh, yeah, and Bert Schneider is a very interesting character in and of himself. There's an excellent documentary, believe it or not, on the Criterion edition of the Monkey's Film Head. Uh, he is one of the producers, BB S Production Company. So there's a great little um, piece in, in bits of interviews with him. Uh, very interesting character. I would definitely recommend you check it out. And of course, I know that because as many of you vinylomatic listeners know. I'm a sucker for all things monkeys. So yeah, that's about that. Yeah, so um, I think I'll follow this up with uh, maybe some other tracks um, by Leo Kotke and the great Doug Kershaw, uh, just to keep that kind of information going. I really enjoyed it. I think that's going to about wrap it up for us here this evening we heard um, Leo Katka's rendition of Buckaroo by Buck Owens and the Buckaroos his own little crazy awesome 12 string version of it and someday perhaps I will learn to play like that however given that I'm not an awesome person when it comes to practicing things probably not and then we heard Diggy Liggy Low song not by Doug Kershaw but made famous by him in his duo days in the early 60s. Be sure to join me uh, next week for more Vinyl Till then, keep your dial tuned or your browser pointed to 88.1 K2TF Bodega Bay, k on the internet. Farewell, gentle listeners.
0: And now, Grand Hotel, starring Greta Garbo, John Barrymore, Joan Crawford, Wallace Berry, and Lionel Barrymore. But first, a word from our alternate sponsor. Friends, do you have wobbly dentures?
4: Major Reisman, you are ordered by Allied Command to select 12 general prisoners convicted by courts martial and sentenced to be executed or serve lengthy prison terms for murder, rape, robbery, and other crimes of violence and you will deliver them secretly behind enemy lines in France to undertake a mission of sabotage that could change the course of the war. The 12 men will be known as the Dirty Dozen. Lee Marvin as Major John Reisman. There's a little of Major Reisman in every man, says Marvin. Tough and unyielding, yet compassionate. I think it's the best role I've ever been asked to play. You've all volunteered for a mission which gives you just three ways to go. Either you can follow up in training and be shipped back here for immediate execution of sentence, or you can follow up in combat, in which case I will personally blow your brains out, or you can do as you're told, in which case you might just get by. Now you hold it right there. This war was not started for your private gratification, and you can be damn sure that this army isn't being run for your personal convenience either. Ernest Borgnine as General Warden. I'm tired of seeing generals portrayed as desk-bound pen-pushers, says Borgnine. So I've played warden as a rough professional soldier. Robert Ryan as Colonel Everett Dasher Breed. There were officers like Breed, says Ryan, who could never suffer the rules broken or even bend a little.
0: Major Reisman's compliment, sir. You prefer to be captured or destroyed.
4: Jimmy Brown as Napoleon Jefferson. Jefferson is any man fighting for recognition against the odds, says Brown. I think I understand him pretty well.
2: The hell is
4: John Cassavetes as Victor Franco. Says Casavetes. Franco is a petty hoodlum forced to heroism by circumstances beyond his control. We go on that mission, we all get killed. That's what they want. That's what they want. Trini Lopez as Jimenez. He's crawling with hate. Charles Bronson as Vladislaw The last guy in the world you'd expect to be a hero. <laughs> Telly Savalas as Archer Maggot. Maggot is a maniac, says Savalas. His religious fanaticism can never be moderated or quelled. It is a constant danger. <laughs> Clint Walker as Samson Posey. An Indian with war paint smeared on his soul.
2: PUSH up!
4: Train them. Excite them. Arm them. And turn them loose on the Nazi High Command.